Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the final uh, chapter of season one with Dominic Coyote and Jeff Rediger's uh, series on assisting the nursing community across the country in being able to retire comfortably and some of the pitfalls they need to avoid. So, Dominic, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing good. So uh, hard to believe we're almost done with season one. And uh, today we want to want to go through a checklist that I think is very important uh, to the nursing community and to the public sector in general. So um, I will make this announcement that if you haven't joined us uh, previously, go check out our our podcast series. Um, you can find it under Jeff Rediger, R-O-E-D-I-G-E-R, um, replacing Wall Street with Main Street, or just uh, search Dominic Coyote. We'll uh, give you more details at the end. But this session today you can find on publicpensionchecklist.com. And so, Dominic, what we want to talk about are the, the 10 uh, questions that need to be answered prior to making that decision to retire. So for those of you viewing the session, um, the checklist is up here. For, for those of you listening in, we're gonna go through it. And um, I think some important questions, uh, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. And, and because of time constraints, we won't have time to hit all 10, but um, we're gonna hit two or three of the top most important ones, I think, Jeff. and and tell everyone how to get access to the whole list or remind them how to do that at the end, correct? That's correct. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through the 10 questions and you've prioritized uh, the top three. Mm -hmm. I'll let you get into the details of those. So let me list them. Uh, number one, it's important for you to review, especially in this day and age, a lot of pension systems are on thin ice. You need to uh, review your annuity income and your survivor payout if you haven't done it within the last 12 months before you retire. You wanna make sure there's no mistakes. You wanna make sure you understand what your options are. Too many times people go to the retirement department without even thinking through this. And I, I don't think it's never been more, more important than it is today. Secondly, if your pension system offers an alternative, you want to review that. You know, Dominic in the software that he uses allows you uh, to look at options. So some of the states and some of the programs have what's called an alternative uh, pension option. Uh, the acronym is DROP, Deferred Retirement Option Program. And you can actually take a lump sum or partial lump sum versus the payout in some circumstances that makes sense. Dominic can help you with that. Uh, research how healthy your pension is. We have reports on this website, Public Pension Checklist. It, it Third-party economic centers have graded your pension. You want to know how solvent it is. Just because they say it's guaranteed doesn't mean it's guaranteed if there's no money. And we know for a fact some states are actually cutting benefits to retirees. The site gives you more detail on that. Is your 403B, uh, 457 TSP allocation set up to minimize a major market correction? Very volatile time right now. 
Have you reviewed the impact of taxes on the distribution of your 403B, 457, or TSP? Dominic and I did a series dedicated to that. Do you uh, have a plan to maximize your Social Security? Dominic and I did a session on that one. Are your beneficiary designations updated? Are they coordinated? That's a very important session we did, and it goes overlooked too many times. Have you reviewed your group life? If you're federal, that's FEGLI, the group uh, life insurance uh, premiums um, more often, often than not are very expensive, very expensive. There may be a better alternative. And your long-term care, what's the best way to do that? Are you planning to keep your insurance at retirement? Do you know what your health insurance costs would be at retirement? Do you understand your Medicare options? Again, uh, an overlooked um, resource that you need to be looking at it prior to having to make that decision. And do you have a trusted retirement plan or somebody that uh, specializes in your benefits and pension? And that is uh, also overlooked. Somebody better understand your benefits if they're going to be advising you. So, so those are the 10. Now, Dominic, you have carved out three of them that you think are a priority. Yeah, I mean, some of my favorites, Jeff, are uh, number one, certainly have you reviewed your pension, um, your, your FERS annuity or your state pension and your survivor payout in the last 12 months. That's something that everybody needs to do at least annually, at least annually, if not couple of times a year just to, as you said, go to the website that you had mentioned uh, to check out the, the condition of your state pension if you're a state employee or municipal pension if you're um, a municipal employee. Um, but even if you're a federal employee, it's, it's really important to have a professional like me uh, run the numbers for you uh, based on how long you've been there, what your highest three-year average is, and just get you an overall snapshot of of what your pension payout's gonna gonna be like in the future. Most people don't know that or don't have that information. So you should you should have that definitely. You should know that at least every 12 months. Do you agree, Jeff? Uh, well, yes, and I, I I will add that I know for you federal employees out there, um, OPM. This was as of last year, so I'm pretty sure they have made changes. They still calculate your pension manually, by the way, which means there's a, a higher probability of a mistake being made. So you need to need to review your pension with somebody like Dominic and then also uh, obtain your official personnel folder to make sure they haven't missed a year or if you had a break in service. You know, you're leaving money on the table, so very important. Yeah, let's not forget uh, paid uh, sick time and sick leave, Jeff, as well. People forget yep. about that to calculate that yes. in. Uh, so, do. yeah, moving right down the line here, um, number five is one of my favorites, uh, my all-time favorites. Here's an old saying that most people know that it's not what you make, it's what you keep that's important. And if you haven't reviewed the impact on of taxes on your distribution of your 403B, 457, or, or TSP, then, then you're missing the boat. Um, you're, you're leaving yourself wide open for a huge tax burden and liability, potentially in retirement. Uh, many people don't know that we're in the midst of the 
Tax Cuts and Jobs Act right now, which is a lot of things, but essentially has decreased taxes for Americans the lowest in, in decades. Some people say lowest in 82 years. I don't know about that, but it's been a while since they've been this low. So when's the best time to pay taxes, Jeff? When they're when they're low or when they're high? That's what I ask people, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I'd rather um, never. Yeah, or never, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not an option. No. So yeah, now's a great time to to pay your taxes and get rid of that tax liability because this new rule, this TCJA, goes away on December 31st, 2025. So you've got the rest of 2020 up to 2025 to pay taxes and start converting some of those tax-deferred dollars to tax-free dollars. You don't want that tax freight train to, to bear down on you when you're, you know, 67, 68, 69, 70 years old. No, and you and I did a session where we talked about the debt that the country's in. Yeah. And uh, they're, the only way out is to raise revenue, which is to tax those that earn in the income. So I agree 100%. Yeah, and so do some of the top world economists and, and analysts uh, concur that there's no way for taxes to go in five years from now, but up. So right. prepare yourself for it now all you can. Um, yeah, so moving down the list, number six I like, uh, but I'll just touch on that for literally 60 seconds. Uh, do you have a plan to maximize your Social Security income? So lots of people don't have a strategy for how they're going to file for Social Security, especially if there's another spouse involved. And it's it's a very strategic process. You don't just randomly call up the Social Security when you're 62 or 63 or 65 and, and start filing. Of course, that's what they want you to do because there's no incentive for the people at the Social Security Department to, um, to maximize your benefit for you and get you paid out more money. Is there? No, no, Definitely. not at all. Definitely not. So uh, what I tell people is we have a really sophisticated uh, social security analysis program that we can plug all your data into and it will uh, create a, a, a very concise, personalized, uh, several page report to give you three or the four top options of how you should um, think about filing for your social security and when you should do that and when your spouse should do it. So no one should go without that for sure, Jeff. Well then, um, before we started this broadcast today, we were talking about a case that you just worked on with a, with a government employee regarding replacing their group life insurance that just put them in a much better situation. Could you touch on number eight a little bit about the group benefits and sometimes how they become a liability? I'd love to. So two things. One, um, this employee, as most federal employees, uh, didn't know the intricacies of the Fegley life insurance program. Um, they didn't know. She didn't know that it was um, a group term life insurance plan that was created over 65 years ago and is pretty outdated. Um, she's just a, a number on a ticket, basically, and didn't get a personal policy. Um, and, and, of course, she didn't realize that her rate would go up every five years and that when she turned age 65 or full retirement age, whichever is later, she'd lose, if she had the options, A, B, or C, she'd lose 100% of her benefit when she retired. And that didn't sit really well with her. No. As you might imagine. 
and then her her basic life would leave her with just 25% of her benefit that she would have gotten had she still been an employee. So the other thing she didn't realize was that there is a an alternative plan to that, what I call the supplemental life insurance plan. And it's it's a way better plan because it's not outdated. It, you know, it's a newer program. Um, your rates are fixed and guaranteed to never increase. The policy doesn't go to 65. It goes to age 121. Uh, there's a return of premium feature after years 15, 20, and 25. So if you're lucky enough to you and your husband or you and your mate hit the lottery, you don't need this policy anymore. They give you your money back or a large portion of it. But I think the most compelling reason why this person really liked the supplemental plan is because, Jeff, it comes with a uh, living benefits feature uh, that provides you with up to 90% of your death benefit, even if you don't die. If you get just really sick or, you know, uh, terminally ill, critically ill, chronically ill, you get to get a payout while you're still living, which is when you need it, you know, the most. I just think there's not enough education out there on what's available outside of what your group benefits are. So um, there's just one example of many, and that's why you need to work with somebody that understands your benefits and can just share with you alternatives, and that's what uh, Dominic and his firm do. So, um, all right, any closing comments for season one? Uh this was a great, great opportunity, Jeff, and I thank you uh, for hosting this, and I thank you for allowing us uh, to get our message out to the population, uh, you know, in, in a grassroots format like this, and I, I really enjoyed it, and uh, I've already gotten lots of feedback back from some people who have listened in, um, and, and all good feedback, so thanks for, for doing this, and I'm really looking forward to season two. Yeah, season two. Uh is uh, going to be kicked off here shortly. A good time of year to do it is when people are reviewing their benefits and when they're thinking about their plans and goals. 2020 has been insane. And hopefully 2021 will get back to normal. But um, yeah, everybody look for new episodes coming up. And uh, for those that have maybe just caught this last uh, episode, haven't spent the time on the previous podcast. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, so the best way is they can either call me, uh, my office at 888-435-7899, and I'm extension one, or they can just go right to my website. It's coyotefinancial.com, uh, and coyote spelled C-A-I-A-T-I. And on the top right, they can uh, book a meeting. Just click on the tab, schedule a meeting. It'll go right to my calendar. And you can also check out publicpensionchecklist.com and review these 10 questions. You can also pull down a report of your pension, get the grade. Uh, it's important to understand what you're dealing with. And, um, you know, we're not, we're not here to preach gloom and doom, but education's power. So go check that out. You can also leave questions or comments for Dominic. We'll get them to him and his team. And he offers a complimentary retirement consultation to get you started. So no reason not to take advantage of that. And uh, all right, this wraps up season one. Um, look for us on all the podcast networks out there. Go to our websites. Um, 
you know, follow Dominic and we'll be back for season two. I want to thank everybody and hopefully you picked up some, some good tips this year that'll help you with your benefit planning and retirement. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks.